Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Pepper Ann, Pepper Ann. You remember that show? No. <laughs> it was what part is... of like the one Saturday morning. Oh, okay. Recess. Gotcha with recess. And, and, yeah, and yeah. the other version of Doug. Yep, yep. Pepper Ann. Doug. So uh, speaking of peppers, it was, uh, what, probably about midnight? Yes, 11 midnight. PM, midnight. Saturday I, I, night. I texted somebody about it, and it was like okay. right at the stroke of 12. That's what happened. I thought. So yeah. we watched Crown Jewel late on Sunday. We started it at, what, like 6 o'clock, 5 yeah, or 6 evening. o'clock. Yeah, something. You know, had a, had a nice group together, had some drinks, you know, had some laughs, whatnot. And uh, party's kind of wrapping up, and um, there's a whole – it's been sitting there all night, a whole tray of, like, fresh-grown – peppers yeah and they look really nice like there's a yeah. nice picture um that i took of them actually that may that may be involved in the picture of the show because it's a really nice picture it is. yeah nice looking, colorful nice yeah. looking peppers they've been there all night our buddy rich's cousin who also lived there grew them so our buddy staves who loves spicy food i'd say he likes it more than me but i still like spicy stuff you know he's talking about it and uh john's like yeah they're they're pretty hot, but they're not too bad. Blah blah blah. And Staves just chomps into one. <laughs> I think he ate a whole one just yeah. like that. Yeah, and just like stands there, and I think we're like, well, this can't be that bad. Well, after a few seconds, yeah. like, yeah, can I get some milk? And then just like kind of going like, yeah, it's pretty damn hot, but to- whatever, tolerable. Blah blah yeah. blah. And we're both we're both a little drunk at this point, yeah. and uh, we're like, all right, let's split one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Staves could take a whole one. He wasn't reacting that poorly. So we split one, and boy, oh boy, did it suck. Oh, my God. Like, like just from the get-go. just And it wasn't like normal spicy food that burns kind of the entirety of the inside of your mouth where, like, the, 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 the heat is kind of more distributed. Burned your was, whole body. It, it Mine was centrally located, like, on my tongue. Well, same. Was that was, there. like, the worst of it, but it, like, ignited the whole body. Yeah, yeah, and it was just... Like you could just tell because it wasn't like it was just like this vinegary squirt like onto my tongue and it just like it didn't stop and I tried de- dealing with it with beer which like yeah. would help it temporarily but then I it just had my back. tongue my tongue under an open for a running faucet for right. minutes what felt yeah like. yeah it took I'd say it took a solid five minutes for yeah. it to abate yeah and we were being pretty dramatic and funny because we were drunk and just kind of playing it up a little bit but it was brutal <laughs> oh yeah like 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 it wasn't like me eating other kind of spicy food because like i've never no. been like oh i'm gonna try the ghost pepper thing but every other time i've eaten food that's really spicy it's not been like that this was it was unbearable yeah it was unbearable it was a <laughs> it was a very vastly different experience like it was just like the heat like the heat felt more like actually getting burned like putting your hand on a stove. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like, you're right. Versus... It just didn't go away. Yeah, like it... yeah. And then John at one point's like, "All right, you're probably past the peak now." And then yeah, maybe after a couple minutes, like it started to go down. But yeah, I agree. Mine was also on the tongue, but it did just like feel like my whole body was on fire. Yeah, it was just rough, and it just <laughs> pulsated, and it was just it was tough stuff. I'm. Gl- are you glad you did it? I am glad I did yeah, it. Me yeah, me too. I, I, yeah, yeah. When push comes to shove, but. What will I do it again? Will no. I like go to Boyasco's and then and pop one of those peppers? God no! If I do again, then whew. yeah, I still can't believe. St- well, then Staves ate like another one 
didn't he? And then he's like, all right, this one was way hotter than the first one or something like that. Yeah. So obviously um, not all peppers are created equal. So. But still, Stave's just kind of stood there, and we were just I, kind of like <laughs> zigzagging around the room just all well, over the he, place. He still, like, as it went on, he was like, yeah, I need milk now. But yeah, he just kept it contained. <laughs> but hey, there's our cold, o- or there's our hot what, open. <laughs> what's it What's it going to turn those peppers into? I don't know. Like, what are, what are they going to become? You like kill a family with those. Oh, you could. I was about to say that's our cold open, but it's a hot open this time. Hot open. Hot, 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 Buster Boys, episode 85. My name is Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Rand. Ciao. Ciao. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It wasn't a double entendre. That was the, the Italian hello. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's, it's named the White Lotus episode. Ah, um, so yeah. I haven't seen episode two yet. Me neither. Okay. No, no. Yeah, episode one was called Ciao. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's where yeah. it came from. How about that? Yeah, Lee and I are probably going to watch it tonight, too, huh? Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, you heard uh, in the hot open all about us uh, doing dumb shit after watching Crown Jewel and eating some hot peppers. But uh, we're going to talk about that show here. Sure. Another WWE. Uh, look at us. We're just covering it all these days. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we had a, you know, like we said, a pretty big weekend um you know kind of really hitting i guess a big saturday more or less you got your birthday coming up yeah um we had um daylight savings time i know <laughs> i got home at probably like 1 30 normal time yeah. uh-huh. and i'm just like on the porch listening to tunes hanging out whatnot and then all of a sudden i look at my phone and it's like one o'clock again i'm like oh shit that's tight because then is, i had to get it always and, is I this know. one rolls the one in the spring sucks um, yeah how long does it take you to change the clock in your car Oh, and in our home, dude, yeah. we'll keep we'll keep that oven clock an hour fast for weeks, probably. <laughs> See, but like, isn't it just easier to subtract one? Yeah, I know. Like, 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 like changing a car clock is so goddamn complicated. Yeah. Like, you yeah. got to hold down three buttons for That's like five true. seconds, and then like turn a dial seven hundred twenty degrees, then back to the left. Well, so my last car yeah. did the clock didn't even work. This one, so I haven't had it for that long. I think it's off, so yeah. I'll. Have to at least uh, look into that but and you always got to change it by the minutes too like, yeah, you yeah do all that the whole you used to have like used to have to have like a little pen or something to yeah. like hit that button yeah like what well, why are they so why are they so like you know um secretive or why is there so much security around changing your clock like that's yeah. pretty low stakes when it comes to your car yeah you know? for sure. i feel like everything with the car is we like i had something i was actually coming back from forbidden door yeah uh my battery had died like on the street in Chicago. I think when I got there, I'd left my light on or something. It didn't go to the car for three days. 
battery was dead once it got restarted like i had to manually like reset the radio Rip. So, and like i called my dad because i got the car from him he's like yeah i don't i needed a code it needed some sort of code to like unlock the radio bizarre the, so i called my dad he's like i don't know check the manual looked in the man so i'm like fuck i have to drive oh and a car manual is gigantic yeah and, and i have to drive five hours home without music <laughs> he didn't know i'm looking i'm like i just got to get on the road and i end up googling it and so i drive like two three hours just playing music on my phone i can't i don't know how we got to here but we did uh but then i end up googling it and find the code and i unlocked it but yeah why why do they have to make car shit so complicated i know yeah it's bizarre and um yeah happy daylight savings time everyone (laughs) yeah happy daylight savings time well um speaking well do you have anything else you want to get into before we get into some serious stuff here no no all, all okay. the lighthearted stuff is is out of the way <laughs> swept under the rug swept it under the rug because uh this is related to chicago when uh katsuyori shibata made his very very surprising i guess it was his aew debut then not a match but uh and then boy oh boy did he surprise this past wednesday when he showed up after uh what was it? Pack was beaten down Orange Cassidy after yeah. he retained his All Atlantic Championship, and you hear do 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 that riff of Shibata's music, and oh my god, I think I, I think I just screamed like ah, oh my god! I think it was a, a crazy moment. Um, but yeah, so we're just gonna get right into that because uh, there's a lot of emotions around this <laughs> for me, especially. I mean, you know, you've heard me yeah. talk about Shibata a lot. Mm-hmm. We. St- we never watched his match against Okada, did we? I don't think so. No, the one with uh, where he got the injury. I know. I talked I don't about know. It. I don't think we no, because I, I think don't... me and Micah did that one actually oh. when you were off. I'm pretty sure. But gotcha. so like that match is one of the best of all time. After he got hurt, you know, got to know him through all his old stuff. I'm like, this guy's the fucking best. I can't believe he's you know hurt and made may or at that point probably thought he would never wrestle again and now to see him in his second official match since coming back if after almost six years against anyone but orange cassidy it was pretty fucking amazing so yeah yeah, uh, and accented by um iron mike um on commentary (laughs) he was great oh my gosh yeah like that insane of a match and then to have mike tyson on commentary and be really really good as well was yeah. uh that was a nice little treat yeah he was kind of fun he reminded me of myself a little bit he was just saying shit, <laughs> <laughs> saying shit. you know like 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 you know cassidy you know i hope you win i love him i love cassidy but that, that, that's about a... yeah, about he's a legend man he's he didn't legend. give him proper he, that's the thing he put both of them over oh yeah big time and was talking about their toughness and you know things so like he was truly adding to the broadcast I oh think. yeah yeah and like I, he sort of felt like you know somewhat like kind of from my perspective someone who was like a little less he's just kind of making the comments that I feel like somebody of my knowledge level would make. Yeah. You know, and I related to that. <laughs> make you know. or like could easily understand, you yeah, know, yeah, with yeah, yeah. pretty surface level, like treated it more like it was a fight, you know, and that's kind of how he was talking about it. But um, yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah. I think. And again, you, obviously we'll have to watch some Shibata, but you know, yeah. certainly he's going to, he's 
affected his style, which was very brutal and hard hitting and eating all the strikes and getting dropped on his head and headbutting and whatever. So that shit's not going to happen. Of course, you know, I think this was a very safely worked match, but I mean, he still took some bumps. He took that beach break. There were a couple times where he like almost landed on his head and I'm like, okay. And he got back up and kept fighting and, uh, Man, it was just so cool to see. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, whenever he took bumps, it was to the body. Like, there's the whole part yeah. when he was just kind of sitting down. Um, oh, but that's, yeah, not, his, that's its trademark, too. Yeah, just doing the sit down, like, no sell. And, and of, Orange was the one who initiated it, too, which I loved. Like, yeah. after, what, half the match, then he's the one who goes yeah. down Indian style. And then, yeah, it's usually, I think he's like, hit me. And then Shabazz like, no, hit me. That's a very, mm-hmm. like new uh, strong style you know yeah yeah like who's the better man who can hit harder you know Mm -hmm. you've probably seen ishii you know that's a very ishii type trope as well no no it was very reminiscent of of a lot of that you know and it was there wasn't a lot of stuff outside of the ring either you know that would be kind of dangerous stuff like with hard surfaces yeah um but no like you know for just being a straight up wrestling match it was exciting orange has had a pretty tight rain so far oh, yeah. uh, with all Atlantic, like it's Absolutely. definitely been like what the TNT title should be. The TNT title is just pig slop at this pig point. Slop. It is. Yeah. It is, your, um, your new favorite term. New favorite term. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's um, like that, but yeah, the all Atlantic at least is, is making up for that. This has been a fun reign and it's going to continue. I imagine. Yeah. Who's, I, who does he fighting at full gear? Uh, no one yet. I don't think I'm sure it'll be something like pre-show or I could know. maybe see pack again since he attacked afterwards. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, nothing yet. Um, but just a little bit more on the match. Like each guy also did each other's mm. moves, which I really liked. Shibata hit orange with an orange punch. Yeah. Orange hit Shibata with the PK, which is just the running kick. Essentially when you're sitting up was like Shibata. Usually he would put you in the sleeper as he did to orange You'd get down, like sitting down, and then he would run and kick the shit out of your chest, and then that was that. But I, yeah, so pretty simple. But uh, let's see, there was some other. Oh, when the moment when Shibata was doing the orange, the little kicks, the oh, uh, and then he fucking unloaded a kick right to the stomach after like a few of those short ones. So like the little things were so great. Um, you know. I wrote, I wrote my piece for Tim for floorslappersports.com, Tim's website, my top 10 matches of the week. And like, this was such a hard one to rate. I think I put in there like the, you know, the action, it's not a five-star match, but it's a 10 star moment for me personally, you know, like it was mm-hmm. just watching that match the first time with you guys. And the third time, it's just like, what more could I want as a fan? Like that was perfect for mm-hmm. me, you know, how that went down. So like I rated it at a, as a four and a half star. Cause you know, the in-ring action was more like a four. The moment, like I said, was like a 10, but that's easily without a doubt, one of my favorite matches and just things to happen all year. And it's been a, what a crazy year it's been. Holy yeah. Shit. Oh, for, for up and down for AEW, but it's nice that they have like, isolated moments like that that perhaps yeah. aren't connected to a larger story or narrative that they yeah. built which like that outside of mjf has been sorely lacking this year i would yeah. say i think that's a good a description of that but uh but yeah there have been like nice little moments like this that i think um you know have definitely sort of carried carried it through and yeah, yeah. i thought this match was uh, you know even like you said it's not a super great proficient 
Yeah, it wasn't the prettiest thing. You know, Shibata is definitely a little rusty. There were a few little, nothing major, but a few little botchy botchy things here and there. But yeah, it was just a fun thing. You had that. You had Mike Tyson just kind of doing his thing. And yeah, yeah, like that was uh, that was just kind of made for an overall just fun, you know, watching experience, fun viewing experience and good, good entertainment. And it was at least connected to Shibata's only other appearance at Forbidden Door, where he did save Orange Cassidy from a Will Ospreay attack. So, and then they were building up. I kind of missed it initially, but during the three-way match between Orange Phoenix and Luchasaurus, or before, I guess they had said the winner would get their Atlantic City dream match. And I kind of just brushed that off. Not really thinking about it. They did mention that. Yeah. Um, and then of course Shibata comes out and it's like, oh wow, they do have his, I mean, it hit me immediately, but like, I'm sure some fans, you know, may have forgotten that. Um, like, oh yeah, he did interact with orange already. Um, so I liked that continuity and it wasn't just like completely random and out of the blue. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Based in forbidden door and stuff. Yeah. I don't know that that, that's, that's really cool. And again, you know, a great opponent for oranges, oranges rain, you know, like like, like he's got, he's gone through some good people. A lot of people are pissed Shibata lost and I get that, but it's also like the man's had two matches in about six years you know, in kayfabe, I think that's enough for him. You know, Orange is wrestling every week. He's getting better and better. It's like mm-hmm. Shibata's rusty and he doesn't wrestle much. So it makes sense, you know, right. like, but, you know, I think some people are of the thought that like he's it's Shibata. He's too big of a legend. He shouldn't lose and eh, mm-hmm. get over it. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. And like, so does this sort of bode well for any sort of comeback for Shibata in New Japan or AEW? Kind so of where's, he, where's this headed? So, yeah, good question. I don't think anyone really knows because the other thing, he had his match at Wrestle Kingdom against Ren Narita, which was supposed to be an exhibition. And he's like, no, fuck that. Hit me. We're having a real match. And then he hadn't been seen or heard from until Forbidden Door when he, he hadn't been seen or heard from until now. So... Um, your guess is as good as mine, but reports have come out that he had apparently handpicked Orange Cassidy and the other opponent that he wants to face is Brian Danielson, mm-hmm. which another fucking dream match. And if that was Shibata of old, like, oh, my God, and the, those guys would beat the shit out of each other. And I'm right. sure they could still have an amazing match today. But that certainly seems to be on the docket. Ren Narita, who he Based at Wrestle Kingdom was his mentee, and he's now part of the full-time New Japan roster as the son of Strong Style, which is a direct homage to Shibata. He looks exactly like Shibata, dresses like him. So I think there's some more juice to squeeze out of that, too. I mean, I think he's, you know, he'll he'll probably end up having two matches a year, something like that. And that is perfectly, again, I thought we'd never, ever get to see him wrestle. So getting to see this version of Shibata is better than the alternative, no doubt Oh, oh, for sure, yeah. And, like, you know, for it to kind of be, like, sort of a comeback story and stuff. Yeah. You know, framed in, you know, like, some good AEW, like, you know, for Bender has been some of the best of AEW this year. And, like, really Orange has, too, you know, kind of with full crowds again. And I know that's been a thing for maybe about a year now. But, uh, man, I was he had the best match on Forbidden Door. Yeah. uh, I was about to say with Orange, with Will Ospreay. So, yeah, he he low key has been has been great, been very like Yeoman, you know. Yeah, get, yeah he wrestles a lot. Um, yeah. but yeah, he's the fucking man. So he is. Uh, yeah, that was just 
too cool, something that I never, ever thought would happen, even after Forbidden Door, because it seemed more like it was Shibata Osprey, because yeah. he attacked Osprey. So, you know, I kind of just brushed that off as just a fun moment, and Orange had put the sunglasses on him, which I love that they have kind of that moment after the match as well, that kind of mutual sign of respect, because mm-hmm. I'm sure Orange, you know, that was probably a very, very cool moment for him. Like, yeah, very few people have gotten to share the ring with him, and I bet he probably was a fan of him, too. So oh, I imagine, yeah, for sure. But And then they got the moment with the glasses again and kind of the arm on him, loved it. Uh, yeah. Just great, great stuff. Stellar. Well, you know, Beaumont, it's never, never too early to play holiday music. <laughs> I actually beg to differ on that. But yep. <laughs> it's ne- but I will say it's never too early to start thinking about gifts because it always sneaks up on you. Yes. So whether it's a for a friend or the friends in your pants... <laughs> You can make this season to be jolly with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favor and use the lawnmower. It's a big drummer boy, damn it. Use the lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Then, add in Manscaped's top-of-the-line shower products to have the people thinking, All I want for Christmas is you. Because as you know, Santa cares about his sack, and so should you. Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com and use the promo code BBB for free shipping and 20% off. Beaumont, tell them more. Number one, that was dirty. <laughs> that whole thing was so filthy. I couldn't even get through it. Yeah, yeah. If, 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 if you care about the naughty and nice list, boy, you know, I think we uh, we got a lot of work to do to get off the naughty. Uh, the Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. It has everything needed to help you deck the halls from face to balls just in time for mistletoe season. The Platinum Package has each product from the best-selling Performance Package Plus Ultra Premium Body Wash Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner and Ultra Premium Deodorant. It's the best way to smell fresh from your Santa hat to your candy cane. Does your Santa hat cover your candy cane? I don't know. The Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer, the Weed Racker Nose and Ear trim, ear Hair Trimmer feature propriety advanced skin safe technology to protect your delicate presence. Plus, both are waterproof, so there's no issue clearing up clearing the snow out of your driveway. Oh, nope. Uh, there's also a 4000K LED light on it, so you can light the way like Rudolph. Mm. Um, now that you've groomed your candy cane, um, it's time to make sure. Like, think about that big hairy candy cane, you know. Uh, it's time to make sure you don't smell like a reindeer with the Platinum Package's shower products. All oh, of Manscaped's yeah. shower gear is sulfate-free, vegan, and made to have your skin feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. But smelling good doesn't stop at the shower. Mm-mm. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner can solve stank problems all day long. Yeah, they can. They touch the sack. You'll never go back, except nope. for more when you need when you run out. Yep. The Platinum Package 4.0 sitting under the tree is guaranteed to put anyone in the holiday spirit. And for the perfect stocking stuffer, add in the brand new body buffer, an oh, incredibly wow. body scrubber that makes exfoliating easy and a lot cleaner than that old loofah. Well, back to Lofa here. <laughs> Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off. And free shipping at manscaped.com with the code BBB. Manscaped, get your jingle bells ready for the holidays. And you know what? Your balls will thank you. Thank you.
All right. WWE Crown Jewel from Mersol Park. It says M-R-S-O-O-L Park in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. It reminds me of MRSA, like staff yeah. infection. <laughs> yeah. So this match or this show occurred live at noon Eastern time on Saturday. But uh, like I said, we decided to watch a little later because, well, one, you were driving up from Louisville and mm-hmm. uh, just people had things to do. And I was watching the New Japan show earlier that day, too. So it yeah. just seemed to make sense. And we all were spoiler free. So, yeah, uh, we were all. Yeah, we all stayed off Twitter pretty well. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I guess this is the second straight uh, WWE show we've reviewed the whole thing, right? Yeah, and yeah. Third, that... third in which we've reviewed some because we did some of Clash at the Castle. So yeah, we did that, and then we did Extreme Rules, obviously, and then before that, I mean, what was it, SummerSlam, maybe? Oh yeah, we definitely talked about SummerSlam because we've yeah. done a little something on that each year. We right? have no WWE has, yeah. has well, come into our show unprompted yeah. by story. Yeah, last no. time it was prompted, and uh, maybe we'll have to give our old tri- old friend Triple H a call. You Perhaps. know, thank him for uh, changing the product for the better, and uh, just to check in with him. Yeah, I wonder if he's taking notice of this <laughs> new new voluntary change. <laughs> I'm sure card. he has for yeah. sure. So yeah. uh, let me pull up the official card here. But before I do that, we kick it off with. Bum 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 bum, 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 even though we kind of missed it uh and live and then all of a sudden there he was booby lashley out on the stage the almighty oh yeah remember this part this was fucking hilarious because he comes out and they went to that five minute promo package insanely long video package yeah where they just (laughs) shot the pacing right in the foot like just (laughs) just just yeah starting right off on the wrong foot with this uh Yeah, Lashley makes his entrance, super long video package, then Lesnar comes out, and uh, the match kind of followed that uh, trajectory. Yeah. A rematch from the Royal Rumble, which also kind of stunk, and uh, this was the second worst match of the night, only topped by uh, your favorite match later on. (laughs) But uh, I don't know. It's like it shouldn't be hard for these two guys to have something compelling, and uh, they've been unable to do that. No, yeah, I just, I mean, hell, I haven't really even been following this feud, and yeah, yeah again, this was just pre- a pretty big stinker to open up the card, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, just... I get what they were trying to do, you know, they were trying to go fast, like, Lashley hit, what, like, three spears, maybe before the bell rang, and then it yeah. was suplex city time, Yes, and then the ending was just pretty whack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just pretty, just... I don't know, like, it wasn't like a roll-up or something. Well, yeah, he had him in the hurt lock for a while, and the ref was, like, checking the arm, and he wasn't submitting. And then, yeah, he basically, like, kicked his feet up against the ropes and, like, landed on top of him. Oh, yeah, and then, like, just laid on him. So, Lashley still had the hold Yeah, I remember that, yeah. But because Lesnar's shoulders were up, and it's, a you know, one of those classic, like, protect the guy who loses finishes. Yeah. And then he still got over him at the end with the beatdown. I thought the post-match beatdown was good and got to see some some heel Lashley, which hasn't really been seen too much lately. But, yeah. man, just the, give these guys the Shibata Ishii treatment. You know, just yeah, let yeah. them beat the shit out of each other. We don't need to see spear, 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 suplex, 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 hurt lock, finish. Yeah, we don't need, don't need <laughs> that at all. Yeah, and, like, for both these guys who are – 
you know, both obviously very talented, very experienced people. It was just, you know. And former MMA fighters themselves. Yeah. You should know how to have something resembling a real fight. And uh, this ain't it, brother. No, it wasn't. It was a bit of a flop. (laughs) It was a bit of a flop for sure. Um, Yeah. What what was it? Six minutes and one second. Six and one. So Lesnar gets the win. Wikipedia says six. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one second, they just pissed it away. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I, I got cagematch.net up, but uh, yeah, 601. Um, yeah, we'll see uh, where this goes. I mean, are they going to have another match? I don't know. Lashley, I guess, seems kind of healy now. I mean, he was healy during whenever we were following him when he was champion, right? Yeah, with, but uh, he's been MVP and all he's that. He's been yeah. a face more recently, like as the United States champ. And, right. But yeah, he was with the, the Hurt business, which just broke up out of nowhere back then. But uh, yeah. anyhow, so the second match saw the team of damage control, Dakota Kai and EO Sky, win their tag titles back about five days later from Alexa Bliss and Asuka. But 12 minutes, 51 seconds. Very fun match. Yeah. You know, after yeah. the first few minutes, you know, like the second half especially was a lot more fun. Um, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, interference by Nikki Cross at the end. Uh, but yeah, you were about to, uh, sorry, I cut you off there. Oh, fun no, match. it's good. Yeah. Great, yeah. Great recovery. You know, something that's really exciting, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, Alexa Bliss and Asuka, they're the ones I'm familiar with. Did we do a lot of damage control or is EO Sky's EO Shirai? That's EO right? Shirai. Yeah, yeah right? okay. And Dakota, so they were both in NXT when we yeah, right, followed right. it. Yeah, that's where, I, that's where I kind of remember them from. But no, yeah, this was like very, this was a nice palate cleanser after what first came after the rotten food that we were force fed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this was definitely um, a lot more uh, brisk, a lot more of a fun pace. Yeah. And it uh, definitely set the tone for what was, you know, overall pretty good night yeah know. for sure and got you got you know got to see some you know eo sky did her moon salt we saw the the uh the fucking the destroyer that alexa yeah. bliss did flipping over yeah just some cool cool moves some good action down the stretch <clears throat> i like certainly liked seeing oscar and eo go at it yeah i remember talking to staves i'm like man i wish i'd seen more of oscar's like pre-wwe stuff because i've seen a handful of EOs from stardom. And then I'm like, Oh, I wonder if these two ever had a match. So I'll need to look more into that, but uh, definitely some fun exchanges there. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, a bit of a surprise with, you know, the titles just changing Monday on raw to go back and Nikki cross. um, She was Nikki a S H. I don't know. She was like an almost superhero. I don't, she may not have even been around when we were covering it. Oh no. Yeah. I I remember her. She was like not very athletic looking, but she was like dressed like a superhero. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, So her initial gimmick was she was part of sanity and they were like, heels and kind of dark kind of similar to like the house of black yeah the, then she the, then she got like real like easter color correct you know? but yeah. so now she's clearly yeah. going back more to like the crazed gimmick mm-hmm. she had taken out members of both teams previous to this so yeah. no one really knew where she stood mm-hmm. and it seems maybe maybe she'll be part of damage control who knows she at least helped them win here um but yeah just a, a like you said a fun brisk solid match and you know much better than the opener oh yeah big time you know like i said much better tone setter much better indicator of the quality of wrestling you know that that was that was on display on saturday yes and um the 
the next match would be Drew McIntyre defeating Karrion Cross in 13 minutes in a steel cage match. Uh, better than the strap match last month for sure. Oh, big time, yeah. Still, you know, nothing fantastic. Uh, you know, we're not too big on Cross here. At least his hair looked a little better this time. Yeah, it wasn't like sticking out. Yeah, he still, still looks, looks like better without it. Oh, yeah. Still looks um, like a goon. His intro is really, um, you oh, know, show stopping. But yeah, after yeah, that, you absolutely. Know, yeah. Yeah. The entrance is always awesome. Scarlet always looks great for sure. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, match was fine. You know, I wasn't sure initially whether it was escape the cage or pinfall or submission. It was, I mean, you could get, do both, but, uh, right. you know, there weren't too, too many moments of like making you think one guy's going to win and not cause like drew obviously had the one and he got pepper sprayed again, like when he was about to go out the door, but there wasn't too many, like, gra- uh, there was a one, like, grabbed the foot oh down. yeah no there, there, well there was also the one big spot where um cage or cross was really high on top of the cage and then drew kind of like flipped him back over and that was like yeah. a big fall for two big guys yeah that was like yeah. the one spot the one quote-unquote false finish i guess and then yeah. what it ended drew ended up climbing out as cross was like crawling to the cage but yeah uh, and, and and then what did he how did he get cross back there because i remember like she sprayed drew in the eyes yeah and then like after he was about to escape and then Drew did something to cross. I forget what it was. Oh, he did his the, the Claymore kick. Claymore. Okay, gotcha. And I think yeah, he yeah. may have like done another bit. But yeah, it was the Claymore. Usually yeah, he does had, like a running says, Yeah. He usually does like a running start with it, but he just kind of hit it straight up on this one. But yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's definitely um what did it. And remember, Charlotte had Charlotte, Scarlet had the key too. Yeah. So she had locked him in, and that's why he climbed up. And right. uh, yeah, I guess uh as cross recovered he just couldn't get there quick enough but uh nope yeah i mean uh i guess they've both got one win here are they gonna do a third match oh i'm sure and we'll have a gimmick like i I know they've both had gimmicks here so or maybe it'll just be a straight up wrestling match which honestly might be preferable yeah i mean at this point yeah i mean drew does deserve so much better than well yeah fucking being mired (laughs) in this um rivalry here Feels like we've been saying that a lot these last two years yeah, as we yeah, come yeah. up on our two-year anniversary here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Greg Goldman may have been onto something. <laughs> he very well may have been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was fine. And oh, we forgot to mention, I think it was before this match was when they cut back and showed the Pauls arriving. Um, and then they did the same thing with the bloodline yeah. um coming up here. And I guess the I will just get into that later. So next match was the Judgment Day and the OC uh, six man tag and the Judgment Day got the dub in 14 minutes. I was a little surprised here since they've kind of been the ones getting over mm-hmm. like on TV a lot and you know, kind of being the ones dominating and dominating. And they'd been kind of teasing like AJ Styles had been teasing like we need someone who can handle Rhea Ripley because she's been the one, you know, she gives them the numbers game. She is a big woman. So she like, she's body slammed gallows on raw and not so like she can hang with them. Obviously Uh it's long been thought it would be Beth Phoenix edges wife from what happened at the match between edge and Finn last month. Remember that when Mm -hmm. the Rhea took her out with the chair. 
So I thought that was going to happen here, but I guess it makes sense to save that for America, you know, the American crowd sure. that would probably react better. But I don't know. I was a bit surprised seeing the Judgment Day win, but yeah. I like the Judgment Day and, uh, you know, nothing like to write home about this match. But from what I remember, just pretty just solid work again yeah. and fun seeing AJ and Finn mix it up. Too. Yeah. Well, and considering the personnel in this match, it's hard to fuck it up. I mean, really, the only person who's, you know, not in the in the same echelon or, or in the same orbit is Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. You know, and he's kind of there for comedy. And like that also kind of surprised me because that's sort of like your heel comedy stuff. Um, you know, or their their heel stuff, you know, that that, that they're kind of doing. And uh yeah, you know, I definitely um was a little bit surprised too. They, you know, it seemed like a match that the heels weren't going to, you know, win. Yeah, and especially just because they had dominated so much recently on Raw, too. So um, you know, I liked it. Uh, they did of note for the first time Michael Cole referenced Bullet Club, which uh-huh. they had never done, and the fact that Carl Anderson is still currently New Japan's never open weight champion. So yeah. they brought those pieces of information up, which I thought was noteworthy because uh, yeah. they had never done that before. Uh, but yeah, Ripley got involved again at the end. I, she like shoved AJ into the ring and then Finn brought him in and did the the double stomp coup de gras for the yeah. W. Um, yeah, just good solid action here. I really like Damian Priest as well. Yeah, I do too. He's great. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I would assume, you know, this story's, I mean, I know this is going to continue, but I would assume we're going to get another Styles uh, Finn singles match, which has only happened once and it only happened as like a replacement match for something. So there wasn't a story. So uh, that's definitely something I'll be looking forward to. And yeah. I think Rhea Ripley versus Beth Phoenix, whenever that happens, will probably be pretty good too. Yeah, no, I think that's going to be pretty, I mean, this is a pretty exciting sort of stable versus stable thing going on. You know, WWE, you know, they really kind of, with Triple H, have that going now. Got like yeah. a lot of different groups kind of going up against each, you know, like like that's, you know, they have a lot of like variety across that roster right now that I think makes it so strong. No doubt. And now the Beaumont Rand classic of the night. Well, I didn't know what was happening. Um, I remember when they, they had a promo video and they showed both of them just standing nose to nose. And I was like, oh, my God, they're they're doing yeah. this. Thing. It's a bullshit match. It's a, bullsh- a total bullshit match. <laughs> Which saw Braun Strowman defeat the Colossus Omasis in seven minutes, 19 seconds. Take it away. Yeah, I mean, you know. It wasn't as bad, I guess, as you yeah. think it would be. You know, there was like a big like Omas choke slam, no sell, you know, yeah. fest. Um, it was what, fine for what it was. Yeah, it was fine for what it was. It was probably you know out of all the things I've seen out of Omas, one of his best matches. And I mean, hell, he was like teamed up with AJ Styles, you know. So he even drugged that kind of down a little bit. But this, you know, um, I mean, I think both of these guys just because they're such subpar wrestlers, you know, I think like that kind of helped combine to sort of make it into you know, level the playing field if you will yeah you know, to yeah. kind of make it but yeah it, it was just kind of just big turgid you know uh <laughs> that's funny because one of the times when tim king and i were uh doing a show and he does them all live kyle from the apron bump commented he's like oh you two boys are making me turgid right now turgid i've never heard it like that <laughs> no i hadn't either but I'm like, that's pretty funny 
funny. Uh, so another thing, I got the TJR wrestling a recap up here, and he just has the picture of Omas's hand face palming Michael Cole. Oh yeah, <laughs> which was like, part and, of the and, pre. Oh know. yeah, that was a big big hype thing. And I mean, yeah. you know, his hands are like mallets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. It is kind of staggering just to see because you think Braun Strowman's pretty great, but Omas is just way bigger. Yeah, you know, that's that one huge. thing we definitely noted in the room was that Omas was a lot bigger than him. Yeah, um, but I mean, I think that's also just a humongous disadvantage. I mean, that guy does not move very well at all. No. Um, How the know. hell did he play basketball? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess I mean that's why he played for South Florida and averaged two points a game. You know, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that guy. You know. Like if you give him the ball with his back to the basket, like two feet away from it, you know it's okay. You can get one bucket a game. Oh yeah, but if he's got to like finesse like a post move, like yeah, yeah, good, good luck. Night. Good night. Yeah, I actually thought Omas might win only yeah. because they'd been you know focusing on him so heavily, and they put him with MVP, uh-huh. and obviously Strowman. You know, he's more over than Omas has ever been for sure. Former champ. You know, he I feel like he could afford the loss, but uh whatever. And I hope they don't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think it's time for these guys to move far, far away from that. But then, you know, I don't, you know, like what would they go do? You know, yeah, what, like I, how would you how would you book Omas? Like like yeah. coming up? <laughs> Well, like, like well, I told Tim, I'm like, every time he's on Raw, I fast forward. <laughs> so I don't, I guess it doesn't matter how you book him to me. I mean, I mean, they, they seem to really think he's, you know, like, like just hit by him just being a big guy. He's like enough of a draw. Yeah. Like I imagine yeah. they think like a casual fans can be like, oh, look at the giant guy. Yeah. You know, like like Strowman around. can actually wrestle a little bit too and has had some decent matches, but yeah, Elmas, not so much. Yeah. All right. Then these next three are all pretty good, especially yeah. the last two for sure. But uh, our third to last match was the Undisputed Tag Team Championships, which saw the Usos defeat the Brawling Brutes. No Sami Zayn, unfortunately, but makes sense given his uh, Syrian descent and he does not want anything to do with that. And that is yeah. all good. Um, but he's been killing it so much, so it was just a void not having him there. But uh, yeah. I think these two, I know these two had had a match at some point on SmackDown. Um, and yeah, this was just more just quality good shit from these two teams. I know we talked a lot that night about, you know, how when Pete Dunn became Butch, like that was definitely one that pissed a lot of people off, me included. But yeah. Man, he's certainly made the best of that character for sure. Oh, oh, yeah, he totally has. Like, he's definitely, you know, like made it not like laughable, you know, and all, yeah. all the weird like NXT to, to the main roster booking decisions like Champa, like kind of yeah. what they what they've done with him. You know, uh, Karrion Cross, of course, is, you know, was a big, much bigger star, at least on NXT than on the main roster. On the main roster, he's been not great, you know. Yep, yep, yep. But um, but yeah, you know, I thought, like I said, um. You know, and I haven't really seen, I guess, the Usos too much outside yeah. of like them being heels with Roman. But no, yeah. I thought they were. Oh, you they're know, great. Yeah. yeah, they're 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 really good. Yeah, yeah, they've been around forever. They're like in the midst of like they've had the tag titles over a year. Yeah. I think maybe well over a year. I know they're coming up on the New Day's record, which is like close to like five hundred something days. I'm pretty sure. Wow, they held it for um, that long. Yeah. Wow. So. Um, but yeah, they're awesome for sure. And we got to see some Ridge the Fridge as we were yeah. geeking out about that. Um, I like they were those two were doing a lot of like Seamus's moves as well. Uh-huh. Um, kind of keeping that alive. But uh 
yeah, just again, a, just a quality ass tag title match here that you know was just very very fun to watch. Yeah, and then yeah. I think you know no one really bought that the Usos were going to lose here, given that streak as well. But yeah, an interesting theory because I think Jay Uso has like a legitimate hand injury. Yeah. So obviously they could just drop the titles. They could keep them. Or what I thought was by far the most interesting thing is so in tag team wrestling, you have what's called the Freebird rule because the fabulous Freebirds were the first one to do it. It's a group of three that any of the combination can defend. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So you have Sami Zayn step in and they lose. And then that really kind of because Jay Uso has been the one against Sammy the whole time. Right. Everyone else has been with him. Uh-huh. And then that could kind of be a way for the rest of the because this isn't going to last forever. Right. And Triple H even like came out in an interview and said, like, Sammy Zayn getting so hot, like has altered their plans, uh-huh. which is pretty cool. But um, <clears throat> I think that would just be a very interesting wrinkle. Um, having Sammy and Jimmy Uso because those two have gotten along very well throughout this whole thing uh, and maybe they don't lose it right away but uh, yeah. regardless uh, interesting stuff ahead here well yeah and that's some that's somebody kind of well, who's a bit more noteworthy to put up against them you know um, also I gotta say the brawling brutes like that's a very old school wrestling name that's like yeah. t-tit era oh I love know, it I think. Yeah. yeah I love very, it very, very throwback I, I thought and uh, you probably remember it uh, maybe not because we were definitely pretty we we're getting pretty buzzed by this point yes. that's for sure but michael cole anytime they come out goes it's fight night oh and yeah we, 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 we had nothing but just sterling things to say about michael cole all night yeah you're right you're M- right mvp level <laughs> night you know he just you was, are absolutely right and he, he, yeah he was just having a ball all evening just yeah he like was us. just on it throughout you know <laughs> no doubt levels. no doubt yes. um and yeah, these last two matches, definitely the best two matches of the night. No doubt about it. Um, and our energy, very, very high for both of these matches in the room. Shit, we had, what, six people? Yeah, you know, no, no, it was, it, it was a beers big crowd. Were, beers were one. flowing, pizzas yeah. were flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw Bianca Belair yet again retain her Raw Women's Championship against Bailey in a last woman standing match in 20 minutes, 27 seconds. Yeah, just this was just a ton of fun, great action. We got a lot of laughs during this one mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. when the golf cart when ba- oh yeah was just like chugging down the ramp with Bailey yeah. on the golf cart. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was just very well done. I really liked their ladder match at the last show. I thought this was even better. Yeah, I agree. And I'm a bit surprised Bianca won. Not shocked, a bit surprised. But I mean, now Bailey's lost twice, both. I mean, quote unquote, as clean as you can lose a ladder match in a last woman standing match. But yeah, uh, yeah. what'd you think of this one? I know we uh, again we uh, were a bit a uh, bit hazy. This, <laughs> this this felt like the first one though that had that kind of like out of the ring, you know, that yeah. you see a lot at a big pay per view. You know, you had the golf card, you have like all these kind of big spots like off off the big ramp in the stage. Like this was the first one. They kind of had that feel. Everything else, you know, was stayed pretty close to the ring. I thought, you know, it was yeah. pretty standard fare for for wrestling matches. But this was the first one that had that bombast. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, kind of at this point, we were sort of ready for that. Yeah, kinda, you're kinda right. Explosion. This was the first like big, big fight feel and delivering type match. Mm-hmm. I think for sure. Like I think Lesnar and Lashley could have 
gotten us to that point, but they sure didn't. But yeah, you're right. It had a different feel. Our whole group, which again is pretty much all casual wrestling fans, were very into it. And yeah, like you said, a lot of action all about. You're right. There's they were fucking each other up on the ramp a lot. I know towards the end, Bianca put her through the table. And then uh, the very end, or, and then Bailey did the Bailey to belly outside as well. So, yeah, there's all sorts of big moves. And, yeah, usually match, oftentimes matches like this end, can end creatively, and it sure did here. She got the ladder and basically, like, trapped Bailey up against the, the turnbuckles with the steps, and she right. couldn't get out. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, good stuff there for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, it was definitely good stuff. You know, like, definitely kind of a lot of fun spots and yeah, like I said, I think we were ready just for kind of that, you know, really big pay-per-view match with just kind of all the bells and whistles and it had them. And speaking of them, this next match had them all in yeah. spades for mm-hmm. sure. And we were all pretty fired up for this. And I've been not even jokingly, like I'm kind of on board with the Paul brothers. Now I saw the end of that Jake Anderson Silva fight. His post fight promo was fucking great. And these guys can back it up, you know, yeah. they're shitheads and whatever they've done to get to this point, whatever, but they are really good at what they do and they're very entertaining. And this match was that for sure. Yeah, no, it, it definitely was. And I mean, I think, again, we all had high expectations for this, you know, surprisingly. So, you know, like hell, if you would have told us that, like when he was with the Miz and that whole feud, you know, even yeah. before, what was the match that he he was that? Yeah, with his very first match. Yeah, it was so he and the Miz tag teamed. Yeah, who did they face? I can't even remember. But yeah, then it was he and Miz one on one at SummerSlam. Yeah, Um, but yeah, this was only his third match. Yeah, and this is it's just gotten gotten exponentially better each time. And yeah, no, this was this was for real. I mean, you know, I know um he he did a buckshot lariat or something resembling that, and um. Someone has sort of shown um, they had side by side gifts or videos of him doing one than Hangman doing one. And like, even though Hangman's definitely has a lot more like oomph and power, it ain't that far off. No, you know? I, it far was off. very, yeah. it had good snap to it. Yeah, for sure. It did. I mean, and I mean, he's, he's like, he's less like beefy than Hangman. He's Hangman's... very springy and wiry. Yes. For sure. Yeah. yeah. What a freak athlete, though. Like, uh, man, so many of these moves he was doing moonsaults you know various suplexes that, that frog p- splash he did frog splash the Perfect. obviously the jump through the table with the the cell phone which i yeah. saw had like as of yesterday on all platforms like 38 million views oh so the video from the cell phone is correct on i haven't seen it yet but that video of him the one he took jumping off has 38 million views yesterday i'm, su- I'm surprised that didn't break the cell phone <laughs> or crack well, the screen or something yeah, I so I rewatched just like highlights of it, and he when he landed, he still like had the phone. He never dropped it. So well, and like kind of jumping forward a little, you know, he, he really seriously hurt his knee. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Did. And, and, Apparently, and, and, like midway through the match. Yeah, yeah, and so some people, from what I've read, think it was from that. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and like obviously know. no confirmation, but yeah, it happened like kind of midway through the match, and you know, I had read something today that maybe it had happened then. Um, you know, but again, like pretty serious injury, but uh, man, he, you know, powered through it most certainly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
he got the one near fall um, when he when he hit the Superman punch because the whole gimmick was that he had the the screws in his hands and he yeah. could win with just one punch. Yeah. So got that moment. We got the Jake Paul moment, of course, because the Usos came out first yeah. to help him, and then Jake came out, and then there was that whole. Scrum. I guess that's really what led to the finish directly because mm-hmm. um, Logan hit the. Hold on, what I had it up here. One second. Oh, Solo Sokoa came out too. I've forgotten. So Jake Paul took out both the Usos, then their other brother Solo Sokoa came out. Those two got into it, and then Logan jumped out of the ring on top of all of them, and then basically when he went in, got hit with the Superman punch and the spear. So it was very like abrupt after that, but. uh yeah, I mean, this is everything you could want from a, a big WWE main event with a, a celebrity. But, I mean, he's transcended that in wrestling now. as He's proved to everyone that he can fucking do it and he can do it at the highest level. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like, there's probably not very many like like if you would have like kind of replaced him with like other people on the roster. I mean, who would have delivered like that? I'm sure there's like ton, tons of other people. Like if he fought like Seth Rollins or something yeah. like that, obviously yeah. would have been, you know, not way, many way and especially not, not many yeah. that he hasn't wrestled. Yeah. Yeah. His reign. Yeah. Not many and not many like for the moment, you know, like he really he really kind of owned that. And, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, just just can't say enough about how impressed. Agreed. Um, impressive performance that was. Agreed. Well, it sounds like he's probably going to be out for a while. Oh, yeah. No, I think um, it was the ACL and MC, you know, a lot yeah, of the CLs. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of the letters. Um, yeah, that's the damn shame. But I mean, hell, it's just going to build the anticipation up that much more. And, you know, now there's rumors of will Jake Paul wrestle solo Sokoa since they kind of got into it. So yeah. who knows? It's yeah. the Paul Brothers world. We're all just living in it, I guess. Yep. We're in it. Gentlemen, you wouldn't walk out of the house wearing a trash bag, would you? Well, well you know, you ever seen Silver Linings Playbook <laughs> when they wear the trash bags and go running? So, so, yep. so, 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 so asterisk them, but. Yeah. Every time you wear one of those shirts you found in the dusty aisles of whatever department short store had the best clearance sale, that's exactly what you're doing. Most men never learned how to shop for clothes that actually make them look good. Well, luckily, True Classic is here to help, and we want you to level up your t-shirt game and save you with our exclusive deal for our listeners for a limited time only. Get 20% off True Classic with our exclusive link at trueclassic.com slash BBB. Beaumont. Fill them in. First impressions are important, and the shirt you're wearing is where the eye immediately goes to most of the time. Have you thought about upgrading? Uh, there are some men who just always look good in t-shirts. Uh, most companies make shirts for those guys and forget everyone else with a normal body. Um, True Classic um, does not like to buy... True Classic design tees do not body shame to make all the fellows out there feel confident in their clothing. From gym rats to dad bods with True Classic shirts, so get lots of nods. True Classic will make you feel your best by accentuating the places the eye goes to first. Wink, wink. These tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. This is a desirable look that can be achieved with every body type. 
They give you the wide shoulder and the tapered bottom look that we're all looking for, and the quality is World Elite Podcast. <laughs> True Classic offers other menswear as well, ranging from polos to workout shirts to boxer briefs designed to cradle your boys and eliminate discomfort. Mm. They make it super easy to build out your wardrobe with premium True Classic quality, and if you purchase a six-pack or, hell, even a three-pack, the price per shirt is far more reasonable than any of those marked-up premium bands you see floating around the internet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for, for my listeners who are well-endowed, they got the long options for the tall guys and up the triple xl true classic also has a 100 risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy the response to these tees are overwhelmingly positive with over 70,000 five-star reviews it's no wonder that these shirts are quickly becoming men's go-to skinny dudes buff dudes big dudes my dudes dudes true classic has you covered cta Get 25% off at trueclassic.com slash BBB. Free shipping included on purchases over 100 American dollars. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com slash BBB. Stay classy with True Classic. Your body will thank you. Yeah. Nice. We figured we'd uh, blast through some dynamite here as we're shit less than two weeks away from full gear. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and uh, what? Uh, how many matches do we even have official now? I th- we got, we've added the, the four way. I'm uh-huh. pulling up the card here right now. Yeah, just me- kind of. All right. We've got five matches. Yeah. Four, four known. Moxley MJF, which, good God, we'll get there. The acclaimed Swerve in Our Glory, TBD versus TBD, which is the winner of or the two people in this Eliminator tournament, which they released the bracket of. Yeah. Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter, and then Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson versus Claudio versus Sammy Guevara. All these matches look great. Yeah. Like, I, this show is going to be amazing, but... We're less than two weeks, and we got five matches. <laughs> right, yeah. So, and, like, if you look at the the World Title Eliminator Tournament, you have, like, Eddie Kingston, who I don't think is going to get there. I'm, um, I think it's going to be Ethan Page and Ricky Stalks. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be probably Ricky – I would say Ricky Starks, you know. I, that's um, my predicted final right there yeah. is Ethan Page and Ricky Starks. And... Yeah, yeah. But, like, outside of that, there's not a lot of people that you would think would be contenders. Like, you know, Brian Cage, a good wrestler, but, like, probably not going to, you know, get there. And not Dante Martin's time yet, you know. Archer, it, Archer, yeah, but you know, he Ar- Starks what, is going to win. You what know, the fuck like has Archer the, even been doing? I know like, that's what we've been since the G one. He's been seen like once. Yeah, so I mean, again, knows? the roster's too big. I mean, the yeah. winner of Bandito and Roosh, absolutely. You know, like Roosh, I think Bandito wins that. Uh-huh. But yeah, I, why I like this tournament, the bracket, is because it's a lot of people who haven't been featured on TV enough lately. Right, and I think Ricky starts like this would definitely be his biggest match if he won that. You know, yeah, and yeah. he so he had been out for a bit. He came back on Rampage, cut a promo about this essentially. So, and Ethan Page is he was on commentary during a Dynamite match, um, and you know he's been he's been very adamant. I need, I want to be on TV more and the guy is great and uh, enough of him being very, very upset. Let's get him out there. Yeah. Let's uh, an attitude change. Yeah. So uh, let's just kind of blow through things here. We had 
Jay Lethal and Darby Allen match was fine. Not as great as some of their past stuff, but the real story was after the match. Well, one, we had a guy in a sting mask and you think it's going to be some big reveal. And it's like, it's Cole Carter. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty silly. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? That's it. Yeah. And then, of course, finally, we get Jeff Jarrett out. Finally. Mm-hmm. Um well, no. First, was it Sting first? Sorry, I'm. It may it, it may have been because I think those guys came out and get Jeff. Yes, and those guys yeah. Came out so and Sting came. Yeah, Sting came out after Cole Carter, Jobber, mm-hmm. unmasked himself, and then yeah, that's when Jeff Jarrett showed up from behind with the guitar, yeah. clocked Darby, um, and then he cut the promo, ending with "You can choke on that slap nuts." Because he slap nuts was like one of his things from literally that's, like that, 2000. That's his thing. Oh, yeah. No, that's very 2000. Dude. Or 99. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was that was probably all the rage in middle schools during that time. Yep. You know? Yep. And uh, fans were chanting, you still suck as he rattles off that he's a two time Hall of Famer and 12 time world champ. That was pretty good. Um, It came out after the show that he's the new director of business development. Mm which could also lead towards more like house shows and live events is kind of what the hope with that position is. And yeah, Jeff Jarrett's a guy that's been in this business. He said his family's been in it since 1946. This company can use some experience and some help in whatever areas. So I think this is a great thing. Yeah. Just some stability Um, backstage. He can be a television character and he has, so he used to run TNA like Uh the booker. And so he worked with Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. So there's history with these guys already, too. So I dig it. I'm on board. I doubt he's going to wrestle much, but I'm sure we'll probably get him and Sting at some, you know, some sort of old guy like pay-per-view. Lethal, lethal. And actually, that could be a fucking full gear match. I hope it's a pre-show, but lethal and Sting against Dark or excuse me, lethal and Jared against Darby and Sting. Definitely. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that could be a fun, you know, seems like where we're headed here, but yeah, I, I think this is a good thing for sure. And I've never been the biggest Jeff Jarrett guy ever. Um, but again, I think he has value and I did, he was on stone colds. I forget what it broken skull sessions they have on Peacock now. And he was great. Like I, I really enjoyed it more than I thought I would. So uh, yeah, I'm happy he's here. Yeah, no, uh, that was a pleasant surprise. I'm not super familiar with him, obviously, but yeah. you know, like he definitely had a had in, threw some put some good energy uh, yeah. into the show from the beginning. Slap nuts, and then Slap. yeah, Moxley promo, Moxley versus Lee Moriarty. I think was standard what we thought yeah, it would be. Exactly, it was, it was fine. Moriarty was kind of the Daniel Garcia. And like the Danielson, Dan- like I think he was kind of Moxley's guy that he had brought up at one point. But yeah, nothing too special here. It was perfectly fine for what it was. And then I think the story was Ethan Page attacking Moxley after. So could that be some foreshadowing of, well, MJF's probably going to win that belt. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's like kind of, you know, if you're thinking he or Ricky Starks is going to win, like who's going to have, you know, the most story to go up against MJF for his first title defense. Yeah. So yeah. we think. So we think. We don't and what know. What if they pull like, you know, Danielson at SummerSlam, not like Money in the Bank, but he like loses his first title defense? Yeah. <laughs> that could, that would be wacky. Yeah. I, I wouldn't like it though. Um, then there was Renee talking with Soraya. 
and Britt didn't show up. And basically the story here was she's going to save her announcement for next week because she has one more doctor she wants to talk to. So Soraya, or is it Soraya? I said Soraya. Soraya and Britt Baker is probably also going to happen at full gear. Mm-hmm. So yeah. as we're going through this, we're, we're booking the show. But also I hope there's not 50 matches like there were last time. I hope they do keep it at like nine. Yeah. You know, that it bloated the show big time. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing that's been good with WWE. I think there were what? Eight. Eight. And then yeah. even like Extreme Rules at six, remember? Yeah. So it's like, and I'm not asking for six, but like you can have a, I think eight or nine is better than 13, you know, yeah. like we had last show. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would guess Britt Soraya will happen, and that'll be very cool to see because she mm-hmm. has not wrestled in a very long time. Yeah. Uh, got the Daddy Ash birthday bash. Oh, this, here. this was fun. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed this. Yeah. He looked really funny with his hands taped up. He looked like a crab. It reminded me of the Seinfeld episode where he breaks uh, Mike Moffat the. <laughs> bookie's thumbs by slamming them into a trunk door on accident and the guy's just <laughs> casts on his hands that's great but i'm surprised it took him this long to get a scissor hand foam finger yeah you know? yeah yeah i'm surprised that hasn't been made yet yeah but, but uh clearly yeah. they can benefit off that go ahead sorry oh no yeah that's what, what i was gonna say it, it, you know it was about time like i'm surprised there hasn't been any like you know knockoff contraband ones of those yeah for sure. I mean, yeah. you see a lot of like people in the crowd that like bring their own like scissors. Scissors, yeah, yeah. Because they don't let you bring your normal pair of scissors into no. the arena. <laughs> they, they, no. You can't have that. Like, I wonder how much of a headache that is. I wonder how many people are like, let's bring in like my pair of Fiskers. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. My kitchen scissors. You know, like I'm sure. Like, I wonder how many like pair of scissors the um, people who work the metal detectors have to confiscate. Yeah. <laughs> That would be interesting to note. Um, shit. Also, one thing I've, I'm jumping back here, but forgot to mention. I believe it was during the first. It might have been Mox Moriarty, but when Lamar, it, when Lamar Jackson came through, yeah, there was a whoop, and Taz pointed out. He's like, "There's Lamar Jackson." Yeah, you know. Well, because I didn't know you saw all these people walk by, and the crowd's going nuts, and I feel like they were all wearing black hoodies. Yeah. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? And then I was glad Taz said something because I didn't know who it was. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it was a bit of a distraction. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, that was during that match there. So more to come on that as well. Um, but, yeah, this was a fun segment. Um, reminded me of uh, this is your life rock and mankind segment from 1999. Not uh-huh. as good. That's like one of the greatest segments of all time. But yeah. uh yeah, they got, and then they had their their certificate of adoption. <laughs> hey, can I really? I get to be your daddy? And then here come the gun club. Um, they're re- his real sons. And yeah. uh, W. Morrissey came in and knocked Billy out. And then FTR yeah. came out for the save. They On AEW, they've just been... Just showing up randomly. Just cool guys. You <laughs> yeah, know? Just, just cool say, guys yeah, coming yeah, in. Yeah, you're right. Just baby yeah, do, do, face saviors. Yeah, yeah, doing the thing that needs to be done to yeah. make people happy. <laughs> That's a great you know? one. Yeah. So they just had their first match in Japan this past who, Saturday. Who they fight? Uh, great O'Con and Jeff Cobb, and they get, mm-hmm. they won. Yeah. Uh, the World Tag League lineups were announced today. They're not in it, but the winner of that will face them at Wrestle Kingdom. So... Good to see that it was awesome to finally see them in Japan. 
Uh, very, very, very solid match. The fans were liking them. So seeing them at Wrestle Kingdom is going to be awesome. I wish yeah, they were is. in World Tag League just because I want to see them over there more. But I forgot the champ. Well, sometimes the champions are in it, but that would be they'd have to miss like a month of AEW and Tony probably didn't want that, even though he's not fucking using them anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, they're going to be I mean, they're not in full. They're doing a four man, aren't they? With the gun club, or is that, is that not That's even on dynamite? dynamite. So, yeah, okay, they, don't, gotcha. they don't even have a pay per view match. So, yeah, when was the last time they had one? Well, they had that one last time, it was just kind of shoehorned with like them and Wardlow against oh, the Motor, yeah. Motor City Machine Guns and Lethal, and it was fine, but yeah, yeah it was just kind of nothing. No, 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 no story. Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, okay, so then we got Jericho and obviously loved when you know he's talking about this being an open challenge and anyone come out can come out and he's like I, I, i'll even beat lamar jackson's ass yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then i saw well, then they showed it on rampage that i guess lamar was asked about it in his press conference the next day yeah um and he's like yeah I actually i didn't hear what he said at first and then they told me and i just started laughing and he mentioned how he was a big wrestling fan as a kid and thought it yeah. was awesome so yeah cool stuff yes uh but it happens to be boom boom colt cabana boom boom and i was very happy to see him yeah since he was essentially pushed out of the company from that prick cm punk so does that mean cm punk's just gone for good now yeah yes. i mean that that basically been out anyway that he's not not returning now yeah. it's like is he gonna go back to wwe is all the talk now yeah. but uh whatever but um yeah i was happy to see cold it had been a while i thought he got a really raw deal out of this whole situation um yeah and the match was very solid what like eight nine minutes you knew colt cabana wasn't gonna win but he put up a heck of a fight ian riccaboni on commentary you know was putting him over big time he was very biased since Jericho had already nearly attacked him last week and he does so again this time um then uh oh yeah he broke his glasses that's right yeah. <laughs> and then there was that big fuck fest between the bcc and the jazz which yeah. has seemingly never ended over these last several months because like no, yeah, no it seems like that's just like you know i mean those are really the only two like big staples that can really do that you know so like i think it's just because of just you know out of necessity that yeah. it continues to happen i know they've kind of been going in waves yeah. um I ain't mad about it for sure. And well, I, I, mean, lo either. I love the addition of this four-way match. I think that yeah. is awesome. We'll have Jericho versus Claudio versus Sammy versus Danielson for the Ring of Honor Championship. I think that's going to be a ton of fun. We don't, we haven't seen many like four-ways. Yeah, there was the one at the Forbidden Door, but not a lot of big four-way singles matches in AEW that I can remember. It's going to be chaotic. You're going to have teammates fighting each other. Um, I think this is going to be awesome. And so, so happy that it's not just Jericho versus Claudio again, which would have been fine. But I think this is so much more intriguing and exciting now with all four of these guys in it. Yeah, no, that's, that's very true. And no, I think this is like a very welcome addition to that upcoming card for damn sure. Yeah, and then Sammy even. You yeah, know, that's, he's kind of the one odd man out here, you know. Well, the like whole thing was Jericho basically had said like, what the, he cut the he cut a promo at some point, but he basically said like, I know Sammy's gonna have my back, 
you know, kind of not even giving him a, an opportunity to win. And then the light bulb kind of went off in Sammy's head. Like I can win this thing. Right. And Sammy, you know, I've said a lot of negative things about him. I still feel the same about most of it, but I'll say it's not quite as go away heat worthy. As oh yeah. It was. Yeah. No, and, and I mean, I guess it's still there, but I mean, it's not as fresh, you, you know, know it's not something that can constantly be, exploited and used and just on people's minds when you see the guy i think he's kind of like at least faded into the background in this larger confrontation between these two groups and it's been you know beneficial for him just because it's you know it was very just repulsive just in general and i feel like we haven't seen him and ty just making out incessantly a lot recently yeah. either i'm sure we probably will soon but like that's the other thing it, it hasn't been force-fed to us as much yeah. and Maybe he's learned, you know, that like, hey, I need to tone it back a little bit. And I keep getting in fights with people backstage. So, yeah, yeah. but, you know, I think that's going to be awesome. And then we get the All-Atlantic Championship match, which we referenced earlier between Orange, Luchasaurus and Ray Phoenix. Very, very fun contest here, Um, especially after the break. Christian came out on commentary. We had Jungle Boy appear. I guess they could do that match again, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus maybe, but that's not really PPV worthy at this point. But I like seeing him come out, hammer him with the chair, and then that big cross body he did through the table. Like that was a big big jump. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was big and far. When they showed the yeah, when they showed the replay for that, um, like oh shit, that was uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and we had Pac come, so he had before the match. Talk to Phoenix about using the bell hammer. He comes down during the match with the hammer, and Phoenix still decides to not use it, and then he pretty much immediately um, gets – well, no, I think they had a quick exchange, he and Orange of moves, and then Orange got the orange punch for the win. Um, But, yeah, another just kind of fast, chaotic, a lot of things going on type of match, and the the intrigue of Pac on the outside, and, hey, will Phoenix do it? And he didn't. And Orange got the win. Yeah, no, like I said, th- this was um, th- this was you know a nice, exciting. This was probably definitely one of the better matches of the night. Oh, you know? I think this was. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Best if, match if not, if and the not main the, event was pretty good too. But yeah, this yeah. Was this was no, this was definitely more exciting than the main. The main event was solid. Yeah, the main event was more like a old WWE Raw, you know, big boy match. But yeah, yeah th- this was more fun. I thought. Yeah, this was great. And then obviously we've already discussed. Everything was Shibata thereafter that happened. Um, but yeah, amazing stuff. And then I forgot. Then shortly after that, we had Rick Ross with Swerve backstage. Um, I don't know if he's going to be around anymore, but that's interesting. And then we get one of the worst matches of the year here Jade Cargill versus the problem, Marina Shafir. Yeah, and I think it was on one of those text groups where Ed and Azar said something about the problem. I'm like, the only problem is when she's on my television screen. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had Vicky and Nyla just yelling about yeah, just, whatever and, and, bullshit. And, and, and they were like, like they were so cringe. Like that was just so like, like the, all the stuff awful. Nyla said just fell flat completely. And Nyla did like, so what's the deal with her in the TBS championship? She just did stole she... it at some yeah. point. I don't. Okay. I, I haven't been watching Rampage ever every week by any means so they don't want to get jade cargill lost but they want to take her down a rung i guess yeah just yeah just kind of because remember that she she ran out to confront him and then they're like oh they're gonna count you out and then she ran back in like 
Yeah, like this this just doesn't make any sort of sense for me. You know, this stunk. Yeah, this would be a fast forward type scenario for sure. Yeah, it's just it's like, can't you do something? And she's yeah. already fought Marina Shafir and it already sucked. Um, I don't I uh, the belt doesn't even need to exist anyway. Uh, yeah, Jade, Jade should be doing something else. I yeah, don't for sure. I don't know what, but uh yeah, not this. This has been like, like for having like a big streak, you know, it's definitely just kind of lost momentum and just, I don't think anybody really cares. Nope. You know, it's, it's much as they try to, you know, pump it up. It just falls flat. Nope. Um, There was a very cool and ominous House of Black promo. Yeah, that, that was cool. Yeah. That Malachi's voice was featured in. So um, perhaps he's on his way back after it's been like two months and you know, it was said to be like a mental health thing. So maybe he just needed a fucking break and uh, I hope they do him more justice. If he does come yes, back booking wise for damn sure. For sure. Yeah. And I think that mm. I know that was part of his gripe as well was, I think he had said that whether his promises or certain assurances were had, had been made that were not followed through upon. And I'd said it before, wherever it is, I hope we can see him again soon. And, it appears we might be, and yeah, great point. Like, let's uh, let's do him a little better this time for sure. Um, and then yes, the main event: two big boys hitting each other, which was uh, Samoa Joe defeating. Uh, I lost it, Brian Cage, and however long it was, um, yeah, about like I don't know, twelve, 12 minutes, minutes, thirteen something like minutes, that. Yeah. something like that. But yeah, it, this was fun. Um, it's nice to see Cage back. He's been another guy that was pretty much off TV for a year. Oh, yeah. What was like. going on with that? Because I remember like people were talking about how he might be the first defection to WWE yeah. or something. Because he look, he has the he could be WWE. He's got the build and, oh, and yeah. all that that they like. I think he had eventually re-signed and re-signed as Ring of Honor. So like uh-huh. that's why he's been bumming around with this Prince Nana and uh, the Gates of Agony. So I'm just happy to see him. I've always liked him, at least in the ring. He's doesn't really have much of a character not the greatest talker but man for how big he is he's got some crazy athleticism and uh joe obviously not as athletic but uh also very big and uh i think cage definitely flashed a lot of his athleticism in this for sure but he did uh, yeah but yeah good stuff joe got the dub i think he tapped him out and then we have now the second week in a row powerhouse hobbs um oh I'm sorry. First, Wardlow came out because the embassy attacked, and that brought Ward. Or then that brought Powerhouse Hobbs out. Got the upper hand with the TNT held up. So, I guess that's another potential match: Powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow, which I'm interested in. And that's kind of what I've been saying. Like you can feed him the big guys. Let Wardlow just fight all these huge dudes. Um, but yeah, Hobbs, like he got that first win over Starks on the pay-per-view that was like five minutes. And then, yeah, he, oh yeah, it was just, yeah, and then like, he like lost, unnecessary. Yeah. And then he lost on Dynamite or Rampage, whatever it was. And we hadn't really seen either of them until now. Yeah. So at least he's out there. And at least Wardlow has a legitimate challenge. A, a quality opponent. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. How long yeah. does he have the TNT title now? Is it then 100 days close <laughs> Probably. to it? Probably. Yeah. I, I can barely name any of the defenses. He had the one against Orange Cassidy that was good. Yeah. That's all I can think of right now. 
Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty. <laughs> Here, I'll yeah, look it up. It's been it's been very empty, and it's not Wardlow's fault. No, you, not at all. And they they just have had no idea after they broke him up with MJF. It's just been and very much lost in the wilderness. Babyface champions, they've struggled to book babyface champions. Yeah, they yeah, talked yeah. about it with Thunderosa with Hangman. Yeah, they're um, FTR. They're, yeah, their momentum <laughs> evaporates. Yeah, you know, like like so 125 quickly. days. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, here's all the title defenses. Uh, Orange Cassidy was the first one. Okay, they needed which, a big first one, obviously. Which I remember that one, and it was yeah. good. Jay Lethal, Battle of the Belts three, seven minutes twenty seconds. Ryan Nemeth, the Hollywood Hunk on Rampage, minute and a half. Tony Nice, minute twenty four on Dynamite. Brian Cage, ten minutes a few weeks ago on Dynamite. And then Matt Taven, who just came over from Impact on Rampage a couple weeks ago. I didn't even watch it. Nine minutes. Yeah. So really one, two, if you want to count lethal. And I'm, well, okay. I'm not going to dismiss Cage and Matt Taven. Like, they're both good. They're good. Yeah. But come on. Like, yeah. none of these, he has never, there's never been a threat. Like, oh, yeah, even and, the and, Cage and, match was good, but it's like, he ain't losing this. And, and none of these, like, are even at, like, pay-per-view level. Like, not even close. They're all, only like, orange. Only, only orange would be. And yeah. even that was on it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the quality of opponent. Yeah, Orange Cassidy, Jay yeah. Lethal, Ryan Nemeth, Tony Nese, Brian Cage, Matt Taven. Yeah, and in, and in terms of, like, story, like, it's just not been there, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, hopefully the, they could do something with Powerhouse Hobbs, like, get a good feud cooking. You remember Powerhouse Hobbs, right? I do. So that's the show. Uh, yeah. Full Gear is going to be amazing. And yeah, it'll I'm be sure, fun. I'm sure they'll probably make Soraya and Britt maybe that match, Hobbs and Wardlow official tomorrow. Um, But, yeah, we said it a bit earlier. Our two-year anniversary is coming up. Yeah, we'll let you know what our plans are. Yeah. Because, yeah, we, we, have, we have vague ideas. Not and vague ideas. A... We have, like, you know, solidly um, – concrete ideas it's like the concrete Two before it dries yeah. yeah 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 it's like the concrete is poured in the you know wooden um sort of um area yeah but it's, it's drying still, still drying yeah don't walk um, on it and we've got a big week of wrestling coming up um yes. i guess we'll have one more episode out before that maybe mm-hmm. but we're going to monday night raw next monday and- yes seven days and then we'll be going we still need to get tickets for impact overdrive in louisville which is a week from this friday so uh two big shows in the same week which will certainly be recap that'll be we may do two anniversary episodes we don't really know yet as we said the concrete's still drying and don't you dare walk on it yeah we may (laughs) 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 i know it ends 